Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normia Vasquez-Scales, at your disposal. listeners. How's everything in your arena? Mutually effervescent, I hope, despite it all. Well, tonight's broadcast is a spinoff of the prior broadcast pertaining to my son's rite of passage experience he'd endured. In brief, shedding one's old skin or former skin and defunct operating systems. Rather, modes of operation in lieu of newness is what we're discussing this round. I like to utilize that episode, the previous episode that is, as a springboard for today. Yet first, I'd like you to truthfully ask yourselves if you've honored yourselves as of late by embracing your own relative newness. So now let's explore some abridged shared findings aligned with the aforementioned topic of welcoming newness and or new beginnings. Why don't we go ahead and commence or begin with blessingmanifesting.com and this is Embrace Newness that's the title so again an abridged per the author it cites um, that April is the month of empowerment and one way to feel empowered in life is to shake things up and to try, try things anew try something new it makes you feel brave and powerful and we could all use a bit of that every now and then now can't we so I'm one of those people that really enjoys, and this is the, in the author's words now, uh, the author really enjoys um, doing the same old things the same old way. But as we well know, if, you've always, if you always do what you've always done, as the adage states, you'll always get what you've always had. So routine is one of the mortal enemies of anxiety, and that makes us best friends forever. But sometimes we need to shake things up. So we need that proverbial breath of fresh air to keep our souls shining. When we don't move, we become covered in dust and we get all creaky and groany. So she encourages us to take a very big, brave breath and shake ourselves all over and shake up our lives, even if it's just a gentle shake, more like a baby bounce. And she suggests finding something to fall in love with. So she asked, do you remember the last time you listened to an amazing song? Not just a good song, but one that blew your mind and made you so happy to know that there are people in the world with talent and instruments that make crazy good sense. Or a book that, that made you fling yourself backward on the bed, clutching it to your, your chest while you let out a, a dreamy sigh. 
teaches us to find something new to make our hearts sing. A hobby, a friendship, or even a really good show on Netflix. No judgment here. So next, of course, she suggests mixing up your routine. So take a look at your routine and then decide if what you're what you are doing every single day is actually what you want to be doing. So she suggests trying a new type of tea or coffee in the morning, taking the scenic route to work or doing something new and walking there, trying a new restaurant or order something other than your regular. Um, Wake up differently. If you woke up on the right side of the bed, try the left or the left side, then try the right. Um, Getting dressed in a different order, going through your morning regimen in a different sequence. So don't do the the zombie through life. Don't be mindless and don't settle, settle for acceptable. But she implores us to aim for awesome. Change up your space. So she again alludes to springtime being that opportune time to clean, declutter, redecorating, buying or creating new paintings to to hang, moving the furniture around, opening windows for fresh air more often, reshingling, renovating, painting, sculpting, you name it. Give everything a, a, a thorough dusting and cleaning. So that includes yard work and planting new things, buying a new house, plant uh, to love all over and getting rid of things that no longer serve you. Make your space your space. Next, do something that you're really afraid to do. So she states, I'm feeling this one right now. I feel like spring creates a lot of brand new opportunities and it's a lesson in courage on where you want to spend your energy. Hold on to that bravery and taking risks is a scary process, but usually one that serves us well, so it's worth it. Go for that job interview. Take the leap of faith and start a new blog, an online business. Decide that it's time to get into a relationship with a really amazing person. Embrace your true self and don't let anyone tell you you're you're too much or not good enough. Defy Defy that voice. Make more room. Make space in your life for things that matter. If you're hung up on someone who's playing with your heart or emotions, surrender them, purge them, let them go so you can invite something new, fresher, better into your life, something and someone that clearly serves you. So release the habits that restrict you and constrain you, uh, refresh your mentalities about life, and let go of those old antiquated beliefs that are stopping you from becoming your best, brightest self. So she says, you are so strong and so brave. Exercise that power. Be happy, be in love with life. Immerse yourself in life. Become a glutton for it. Get lost in it. Be the master of your own destiny. But don't forget who's in charge. Voila. Okay, so that's one in the making. Hope that gives you some incentives, um, gives you some suggestions. So now, now let's toggle over to Fast Company. Pardon me. Fastcompany.com. And this is titled The 10 Best Pieces of Advice for Making a Fresh Start. So according to the author, abridged, of course, life is full of new beginnings. Here's some valuable advice to help you along the way. And this is written by Stephanie Baza. So Stephanie's son left for college, or Lisa, and she knows that he leaves for college. He left for college this week and realized that it's one of several fresh starts many of us 
often take in life. So this adjustment will be followed by new jobs, careers, new relationships, and maybe career changes. In fact, chances are uh, that her son will have more fresh starts than she did. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Labor Statistics, the average person stays with an employer for 4.6 years, while millennials average just 1.3 years on a job. Wow, talk about time bringing about a change, huh? Uh, There was a time when it was quite the contrary. So as she conjures up her thoughts and weaves them together, grabs some tissue, prepares the words of wisdom, she'll leave her son um, as as they unpack his dorm and she's reminded of, of the great advice that she's heard amid the years. One of the perks of being a writer is that you get to interview a lot of experts, she states. So since she writes about time management, productivity, and leadership, she bears witness to plenty of tips and new ways of thinking aimed at getting more out of life. So here are 10 of her favorite words of advice for starting anew. Number one is to try new things. We've established that in the prior shared findings. So people entering the workplace today are a commodity, says Fred Cook, the CEO of Golan Harris, an author of Improvise, unconventional career advice from an unlikely CEO. Quote, they've attended the same schools, read the same books, gone to the same movies, played the same video games, and watched the same TV shows, he states. So what they don't have is life experience, ideas of their own or worldviews. Those are the things that elevate your career. And that's, and that's quoted. So, advice, try new foods, check out the latest museum exhibits, read books that are outside your area of expertise, step outside your comfort zone, is what I state. And cease being afraid, cease fearing taking greater risks, such as moving across the country. It's the life experiences that broaden one's perspective. So two is, don't be afraid to fail. Too many people believe failure is a referendum. And that's... uh, her Megan McCardle, the author of The Upside of Down, <laughs> while failing well is the key to success. And they come to the conclusion that they're not good enough. So this, this is most people's belief at the threshold of failure. So failure is actually a roadmap for what not to do the next time. And those are, that's the author's um, stance, as well as mine. Quote, so those who have a growth mindset, however, think failure is a roadmap for what not to do the next time. But she states, from minor slip-ups to epic fails, all of us will falter at some time in life. To be successful, you have to take a certain amount of blindness to the risk. Three is talk to strangers. The majority of your future successes, again, for the author, are waiting outside your immediate network. And that's according to Judy, actually Judy Robinette, the author of How to Be a Power Connector. It's where the gold is, she says, but most of us just talk to strangers two to three percent of the time. Open yourself to new opportunities by looking approachable. Assume the other person is shy and say hello, then find common ground on which to start a conversation. If there's something of interest, don't be afraid to ask for the person's contact information and then follow up. So you don't have to be an extrovert to talk to a stranger, says Robinette. We're all so worried about what other people think might think about us that the truth is that no one cares because they're worried about themselves. Number four is be willing to change. 
remain relevant as you move forward in life, you have to be willing to embrace change, says Jason Jennings, author of The Reinventors. So what got you where you are today isn't going to get you where you want to go tomorrow. Let me reiterate that. What got you where you are today isn't going to get you where you want to go tomorrow. So, wow, that's a powerful statement. So here's a quote. Acknowledge what what got you where you are today isn't acknowledging what what got you where you are today isn't going to get you to where you want to go tomorrow. And that's according to Jennings, who cites borders as an example of what can happen if you don't let go. So they refused to change and held on to what had made them money in the past, and it proved fatal. Borders Bookstore is what she's referring to. We all remember Borders. Okay. Number five is write a personal mission statement. Businesses have mission statements, and people should have one too. And that's according to William Aruda, the author of Ditch, Dare, Do, 3D Personal Branding for Executives. A mission sums up who you are and what you stand for. It brings focus and purpose to your life, and Aruda offers this template for writing one. So the value you create plus who you, you're creating it for plus the expected outcome. That's the template. For instance, he says, I use my passion for words to inspire readers to, readers to think in new ways. A personal mission statement is a powerful tool because it provides one with a path for success and it gives you permission to say no to the the things that are distractions, Aruta says. Number six is don't try to fit in. Too often we try to fit in with our environment because we think it will help us move forward, but the person who embraces their differences stands out, says Sally Hogshead, the author of How the world sees you. Discover your highest value through the science of fascination. So here's a quote. Once you identify what makes you different, concentrate on it, she states. To be successful, you don't have to change who you are. You have to become more of who you are. Seven is don't confuse having an opinion with having a thought. (laughs) Assessing a situation can get in the way of learning, says Chris Chris Major, the author of The power to transform and having an opinion is not the same as a thought. Thinking is the process of generating an original idea or distinction, he says. It It requires energy and attention. Having an opinion requires neither. Instead of deciding whether or not you like the idea, ask yourself, where's the power in this for me? Number eight is don't get hung up on perfection. Parents and teachers encourage us us to take time to do our best, but sometimes it's impractical. And that's according to Jeremy Eden, the co-author of Low-Hanging Fruit, 77 Eye-Opening Ways to Improve Productivity and Profits. So excelling sounds like a good thing, he states, but if you use this mindset in everything you do, you're spending a huge amount of time on things that are not important. Instead, identify the things that are worth gold plating, and then adopt a policy where good enough, where good is good enough. Number nine is be selfish. To be a healthy, grounded person, you need to be selfish and take care of your own needs, says Bob Rosen, the author of Grounded, 
how leaders stay rooted in an uncertain world and why do we are we shrouded in uncertainty in this state of affairs now aren't we so people who are self-focused but not self-involved are healthier happier have better relationships and have better leadership skills so the theory of human development is based on a model that you're either selfish or you're community oriented says rosen the truth is that you need to be both it's not an either or last but not least number 10 is don't worry about the big picture celebrate every milestone finally the road ahead can feel long and overwhelming so to alleviate some of the stress focus on milestones says jones laughlin co-author of getting to it milestones are everywhere the first semester the first week on a job the first client Laughlin shares shared the story of a friend who sh- who started running. Instead of focusing on miles, he worked on running from utility pole to utility pole, he says. It made the process feel much more doable. Concentrate on staying focused for an hour or for a day instead of looking at everything that's ahead. Voila, slam dunk. Another shared finding under our belts. Prior to closing out, I would like to um, I'd like to unearth one more shared finding. Okay, how to start a new life and discover your happiness by Adil Kayam. So sometimes our lives don't go the way we planned. As youngsters, we imagine the life we'd like to have. We imagine being able to work remotely from anywhere in the world, enjoying our dream job and building a family we've always wanted. Then, we grew up and realized that adult life isn't always as simple as it seems. Sound familiar? No? Perhaps your dream job turned out to be a nightmare, with long hours that eat into your work and life balance and demands that are causing stress at home. Perhaps the reason you thought would be, quote, the one, turned out to be another hiccup on the path to happiness and now you're questioning your relationship. What you need to do is start a new life. I tell my son this. An experience, a rite of passage is, is, is merely just that. It's just that experience. It is, it is a springboard. It is a basic training. It's a boot camp. However, the active campaign and the work begins once the ceremony is over. The marriage, the wedding is only, is only the rite of passage, for instance, but the actual marriage begins after the ceremony, after the reception, after the, the celebration. That is merely a stepping stone. That's a graduation. So begins the task. So again, we need to start a new life. Now more than than in any now more than ever, in our standing state of affairs, this would be precisely the time to you know to carve a new path, to sculpt a new David, you know to be the masterpiece of your own life. Uh, people are flourishing despite it all because they opt to think multidimensionally, five-dimensional thinking, thinking outside the box can yield you a wealth in many regards. So sometimes a fresh start is just what we need to identify what doesn't make you happy and take measures that lead to a better you. 
So don't wait for someone else to do it. Hire yourself and start calling the shots. Creating a new you is a wonderful thing for the author. Have you ever started a project and realized halfway through that you've done something wrong? You can try and adapt to the error and keep building anyway, or you can take everything apart, completely dissect everything, and start anew. The decision to start new life is all about going back to the drawing board with a positive mindset. You take what you've learned from the past last past few months and years and apply it to your new strategy for happiness. Making the choice to build a new life means you can learn from your previous mistakes and failures without letting them hold you back. Look for lessons in your, in, in your errors, but don't dwell upon them. You get to be better by making the conscious choice to pursue what you want. You're not just settling for what you have right now. You're actively focusing on reaching your goals. You get to go on a journey of discovering, finding the things that really tick and what lights your fire, what makes you tick, what really works for you, what's effective, and of course, what makes you happier. So how to start new life in 12 easy steps. Number one is to make a list. Say you were planning on building a new business website complete with a new CEO, I'm sorry, pardon me, SEO strategy. So you wouldn't just ignore all the things you've learned about site building up until now and start fresh, right? You begin looking at the existing website. You see what works, what doesn't, and then you plan from there. So if you're pursuing the beginning of a new life, start by looking at what you like and dislike about your existing one. Number two, look for lessons to to carry with you. One of the biggest mistakes, the biggest faux pas in life that people make when trying to start a new life is to forget all about their past or sweep negative experiences under the rug. Hmm. Sure, we've all had bad experiences that we'd rather leave behind us. However, it's important to make sure that we're not missing out on an opportunity for growth. The lessons you've learned in in your old life could be brilliant for motivating you to reach your new goals. So look back on on your mistakes and ask yourself what went wrong. Try not to fall into the trap of looking for ways to blame your issues on someone else or something else. Rather focus on the things you could have done differently, yourselves, on your lonesome, and how you're gonna reach your goals. Number three, decide what to tackle first. Now that you've looked at your past, what you've done wrong, your errors, what you actually want from your life, now it's time to cease the reins, to grab the comet by the tail, the bull by the horn, to take action. Decide what you're going to tackle first. If you're unhappy with your relationship, your job, your career, your living situation, you might not be able to deal with all of those things in one go. So start with the one that's having the most uh, significant impact on your life right now. Four, build some courage. Once you've decided what you're going to be working on first, it's time to Retrain your brain for success. So deconstruct your fears. Ask yourself about what you're worried about and whether those concerns are realistic. For instance, you might think if you quit this job, you'll never get a new one, but that's highly unlikely. Two, visualizing your future. Use your ideal image of the perfect future to motivate you and start pushing you forward on the path to success. Next, create a new mantra. When you start to feel afraid, when, when that fear creeps up on you, when it embarks upon you, 
Repeat something in your mind that can help you to help to build your confidence, such as, I can overcome this. I deserve the life I want. Find is find the roadblocks. There are going to be some roadblocks, roadblocks, ladies and gentlemen. And this is for the author. Roadblocks on your path to success, your respective successes. All of us, we're not immune, we're not exempt. If you start rushing forward blindly and hit an obstacle, then you're more likely to end up getting stuck, feeling like you can't move forward. However, if you can identify the obstacles that are most likely to hold you back, to inhibit you, you can find a plan to overcome them. If you fear not being able to leave the rat race, find the funding to start your own business. Then go and do your research on what's available before you give up your day job. Number six, stop being afraid of setbacks. Have you ever heard that the only thing to fear is fear itself? Usually, that's the case when you're pushing or pursuing a fresh start in life. You have no idea what what lies ahead, and you're probably pretty convinced that you're going to make some mistakes again. The best way to get over that fear is to accept that you might be right. Figure out how to create a new life for yourself or figuring out figuring it out is, is tough. You're going to make mistakes. The important thing is how you choose to move on from those errors. How are you going to respond if you have a misstep? Are you going to let it stop you? Are you going to let it impede you from reaching your goals or learning them? Number seven, start challenging your comfort zones. So I've stated this in, in, in my opinion, in efforts of acquiring vast and varied comfort, a wealth of comfort in life, that at some junctures, at some points of our lives, at some cornerstones, we all have to subscribe or, or even subject ourselves to moments of discomfort. You know, I've tried many times uh, driving this point home to my son. In order to acquire comfort, there has to be, at, at turns, some degree of discomfort. It's not going to always be easy, your, your, your academic career, but if you want that career job, if you want that, that um, pot of gold, and that could be in many relative, you know, to, to us all in many regards. For some, it may be a relationship. For some, it might be career. For some, it might be finances. But in efforts of acquiring that, that bounty, that, you know, that wind, that, uh, the goal, the gain, the prize, you're going to have to incur some degrees of comfort. It may be all-nighters, studying for exams, law school, or whatever your choice of your field of study, medicine. Okay, but in the end, it all pans out. It's not going to always be a bed of roses. Yet we proceed. Okay? So one of the most common reasons people end up living a life that they're discontent with is that they're not they're uncertain of how to step outside of their own comfort zones. You can't say, I want to start a new life, but be totally unwilling to change anything about where you are today. Or better yet, to undergo a rite of passage, to undergo a transformation, yet resort back to the same old lifestyle. It defeats the purpose, ladies and gentlemen. If you're afraid of taking risks, you live your life based on fear rather than what you want. So start taking healthy risks. Failing to take risks basically means that you're guaranteeing nothing can change, either for the better or worse. Challenging your comfort zones with little manageable risks will get you on the right track. Number eight, build a support group mastermind group in fact if you want to start a new life you need the right support now don't you 
Although your own motivation and drive will get you most of the way towards your goals, you can only do so much alone. No man is an island, or woman is an island, that is. So determining how to fresh to, to commence a fresh start can be tricky, yet it's not impossible. It's something that's quite attainable. And it's, um, most people will be able to accomplish this without... Uh, it's not something that most people will be able to accomplish without a little emotional support. So look around at the people who are already around you and figure out which ones positively impact your lives. Family members and friends, they're always there for you, will help you start a new life in the way that you choose. Toxic people will try to impede you and, and, and hold you back. Number nine, get your emotions in check. If you want to learn how to start fresh in life, you're going to need to, to handle the overwhelming emotions that can really stress you out. Meditate. Perhaps you can try morning meditation at the start of each day to give you that laser focus that you need. If you've been through some very challenging times, maybe it'll it's time to seek a third party, another medium, a therapist, or a professional to get some strategies for emotional management. Unload your baggage, ladies and gentlemen. Number 10 is take control. This might sound odd per the author, but many of us go through lives almost like a passive character in our own stories. However, your we are the protagonists of our lives, and it's up to us to take control and seek ownership of our lives. Determine what we can and can't control in our worlds, our respective worlds. For instance, we can't control the way other people feel about us. However, we can pay attention to the kind of things that colleagues state, um, say seem a little standoffish about, about, our, about us. Look for the things you can take ownership of and start a new life and begin creating a new you. Number 11 is pay attention to your dreams. If you ever feel unfulfilled in life, but you don't know where, to, where you've gone wrong, it may be high time to jump into your subconscious and take a closer look at what's going on. For instance, you could try keeping a dream journal journal to go through your thoughts first thing each morning. If you have recurring dreams, this could be a sign that your brain is trying to send you a message about what you actually need. It's also worth looking at, at your dreams from a less tangible perspective. Last but not least, be more mindful. Finally, People underestimate the power of mindfulness. However, if we want to commence new, sprightly, new lives, it all begins by paying more attention. Be aware of how you feel in any given moment and the things in your life that you could truly be grateful for. You can even add, again, meditation to your routine so you can focus more directly on the parts of your body that are holding on to the most stress. Mindfulness will help you dictate which issues in your life are having the biggest impact, the greatest impact on your happiness so that you can make an active decision to move in the right direction. Take back your life, ladies and gentlemen, per the author. Deciding to start a new life is challenging, but it's also something that can be incredibly for your future. If you implement it correctly, as we well know, you'll only have one chance to live your life according to your rules, so do it your way. Although it's hard to take that initial leap into the unknown, learning how to to start a fresh life could mean that you finally get the happiness that you deserve. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've extracted the substance from these abridged shared findings. I'd like to take this time to 
applaud my behind-the-scenes team, Bradman, for all of your unwavering support amid the years. Coupled with all of you magnifying listeners standing and speckling the globe, and the numbers are, are growing, they're magnifying, they are becoming astronomical. So I humbly implore your t- continued listenership, and I thank you immensely for your patronage. Bear in mind, as always, that this radio show and movement does rest upon your very broad shoulders. Until the next episode, this is Normia Vasquez-Scales, signing off.